Would you like to 10X your productivity and stop feeling so overworked and overwhelmed? Welcome to the Extreme Productivity Podcast with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Kevin Cruz here, and I have been putting off for the last few hours recording this episode. Ironically, it's on the topic of procrastination. We all do it. And in the last episode, we talked about the best notebook to use, or if there is one, and the difference between a good notebook and a planner. Make sure you go back and listen to that one. And in fact, go binge listen to all 30 or 40 or however many episodes we have out there. These are short. I hear from so many people who are binge listening. And in this episode, we're going to talk about, uh, I got two emails from people asking about procrastination. So I'm going to address that topic. But first, let me remind you that I would absolutely love you if you would just go on to iTunes for one minute and write an honest review of the Extreme Productivity Podcast. That way, iTunes knows that uh, people are listening to it, they'll, they'll suggest it to others, and we can spread the message about how important it is for us to get more work done with less stress. So, oh, and another thing, if you haven't heard an earlier episode, just leave a review and let me know, kevin at kevincruz.com, and I'll send you a free gift, a book or some stickers or a t-shirt or some combination of all of those things. Now, on to this procrastination subject. I've got um, one email from a salesperson outside the U.S. who wrote to me and said, I work in a high-pressure sales environment. I'm also trying to get a business off the ground. I am a severe procrastinator. I can't help it. No matter what I do to be more productive, I fall further behind on the things I want and need to do. How will I ever rise above where I am now and be successful if I can't manage my time, I need help. And then different job role, but a similar email uh, from a gentleman who says, I'm the chief executive of a small struggling school that's in the middle of a turnaround. I have a small staff and limited support and find it difficult to manage all the little details that cross my desk while trying to focus on the big rocks that will advance our mission. Uh, I have a strong desire to develop a bias towards action. I also have perfectionistic tendencies that encourage procrastination. Any suggestions? So here's the thing. Procrastination is actually uh, a big topic. Everybody procrastinates sometimes. There's about 20% of the population that have a severe problem with procrastination. And depending on your own situation, the answer, the solution can be different. So I encourage you, uh, check out all the material on my websites, in my courses, my book, etc., and you'll get a deep dive on how to cure procrastination. I'll give you the short version, though, in this episode. And I want to mention to the um, college administrator, you know, this is a common problem. I'm hearing about detail-oriented and you know, making sure that little details uh, are taken care of as they cross his desk. You know, this is a common problem. Leaders often get promoted in their career because they get stuff done. 
you know, when we're, uh, when we're doers, when we're frontline workers, we often move into management because we're really good at a particular job, not necessarily because we're great at managing people. But if we succeed in that middle level management role, wow, getting good business results, good organizational outcomes and can lead people, we get promoted again. And our tendency is, you know, we're high achievers. Uh, we are detail oriented. That's what got us to, to the new role, the top role. But being detail oriented actually is not the stuff that will make you successful in the new role. As you get higher and higher up in your organization, you have to become less tactical, less detail oriented and more strategic, more big picture oriented. So back to procrastination, you know, there's actually four types of procrastination. Uh, and the first step is just to think about what is driving your own procrastination. You know, the first type, which is about 60% of it. So most of us would fall into this category. And procrastination is just, we do it because uh, we choose to do something else that is more fun than the thing we're supposed to be doing, or it's easier than the thing that we're supposed to be doing. So we're putting it off. Um, now perfectionism, which was mentioned is sort of the second most common form of procrastination. You put things off because you just know it's never going to be good enough. You know, it's going to be a battle because it's going to be just drudgery getting it to the final end point. You don't want to start it because you know, you're just not going to have the time to do it right. So why start when you know, it just isn't going to be good enough. You know, so a lot of us will procrastinate due to perfectionism. So think about what is driving the first step is awareness. Recognize you've got a problem and you're going to tackle the problem sort of what is behind it. Now, the second thing is you need to be really clear about what it is you're procrastinating on. I mean, maybe you shouldn't be doing some of those things. In other words, what is your most important task, your daily MIT? And if you're not familiar with that concept, it's, you know, taking your big annual goal and breaking it into smaller milestones all the way down into the thing that you can do today that would get you closer to that goal. It's like a series of dominoes. What little domino can you tip over today that's going to have a chain reaction to get you to that big goal? Now, once you know what your MIT is, you have to schedule time for it in your calendar as early in the day as possible. You know, ultra productive people don't use to-do lists because to-do lists, <laughs> it's where the important but not urgent stuff go to die. You know, we can always pick the fast stuff, the easy stuff. We cross that off and feel like we're productive. And then look at that. It's time to go home. We didn't work on any of the big stuff. If you really want to do something, you're going to put it on your calendar. You want to schedule it, not list it. And it reminds me of this uh, old story. I don't really like it for time management because it's just been done to death. But in case any listeners haven't heard it, you know, there's a demonstration where you've got a, some big rocks uh, in front of you and you've got a whole bunch of pebbles and gravel and a glass jar. And they say if you put the, the little pebbles in first, you know, you fill up that jar with all those little pebbles and you can't get the big rocks in. But if you start with the big rocks and put in your two, three, four big rocks in your jar, in your mason jar, 
it's amazing how many of those little pebbles will still fill in. You can pour those in and they'll fill in around the cracks. So <laughs> it's an old analogy, but it's true. When, when I hear people talk about it's difficult to manage the details that fly across my desk while trying to work on the big rocks, it's the wrong way to think about it. Make sure you know what the big rocks are, your MIT. Do those first. Do not think about the little details. Do not think about all those little pebbles until after you've put your time in on the big rocks, on the big things. The next step is when it comes to perfectionism, you've got to learn to get over it, especially at higher levels of leadership and ultra productive people are not perfectionists. Now there's a couple of, of angles on this. First of all, um, you need to learn to delegate people who have a perfectionism problem. Usually it's true. They say, well, I can't, nobody can do this as good as I can do it. I can do it better. Or I'm going to give it to Kevin, but Kevin's only get it 90% done. I, I still got to come in and do that final 10%. You need to get over that. Some, you know, getting something done and advanced 90% good, 90% great, but without your time on it is good enough. You know, getting something done 90% great while giving Kevin that developmental opportunity or letting me have a, a feeling of ownership. Now this is my project, not your project that I happen to be working on. You know, getting to that 90% good enough is important. And you know, speed kills. You want to take your lessons from the software industry. You know, when Windows 1.0 came out, it was a disaster. And then they started fixing bugs with 1.1 and 1.2, 1.3. But they were giving people something to buy and to lock into. And look, we're at Windows whatever version. It's still buggy. It's still not ideal. You know, books are published with typos and then they're corrected in the second printing. Um, it's all about innovating and iterating. People do not expect perfection anymore. They expect speed. Fifth, you want to get an accountability partner. Now, this is so important. I mean, this is great for, for anything you're working, whether it's health or getting out of debt or whatever. But when it comes to procrastination, what you want to do is have someone you can check in with at the end of each day and you let them know, did you work on your big rock or not? What is your most important task, your big rock for the next day? And usually it's really easy to break a, co a commitment to yourself. It's really easy to, to change a plan on you. But when you have to fess up to your spouse, to your business partner, to a peer at another college, to a sales partner that, hey, last night I told you I was going to work on this number one thing between 8 and 10 a.m. this morning and I didn't do it. Well, you're going to be more likely to actually do it the next day. At the very least, if you have uh, an administrative assistant, have your admin just ask you, how many hours or how many minutes today did you spend working on your most important task on your big rocks? Today, it was zero. Okay, next day, she asks, how much time did today I spent 20 minutes. The, track your progress. Have your admin come back every week, every month, every quarter and say, okay, your first two weeks of doing this, you averaged 15 minutes a day working on your most important things. You procrastinate the rest of the time. But look at this. In the last month, wow, you're up to three hours of focused big rock time. So you want an accountability partner. The last thing is, now this is a weird one, so hang with me. You want to 
cure your procrastination with time travel. You're going to time travel in your mind because your future self is the enemy of your best self. The future self is going to sabotage your present day best intentions. So you need to project into the future. Think about those big rocks that have to be moved, those big initiatives that are going to advance your mission and think about, okay, how is the future version of me? How's evil Kevin tomorrow going to sabotage my plan? Well, you know what? I know what my MIT is. I've got it scheduled in a couple of different time blocks on my calendar and I've got the best of intentions, but I'll bet tomorrow, you know, that evil Kevin, he's going to answer some uh, unscheduled phone calls. He doesn't even know who, who it's from or the admin's going to say, you know, Jill's on line three and I'm going to think that Jill's important because she's a donor maybe. And um, I'm going to answer that call. And all of a sudden the time that I was going to spend on my most important task is put off. And that evil Kevin tomorrow, he is, he believes in the open door policy. So he's going to have all those got a minute meetings, all those taps on the door, got a minute. And that evil Kevin is going to jeopardize my plans by letting people come in because it's in the spirit of the open door policy. And in fact, when Kevin should be working on our big rocks, he'll probably go out to lunch with the team and maybe even have a 90 minute lunch. And he'll say, Oh, it was just team building, getting to know the team. So no, you think about how you will fight back. You, you've projected into the future all the ways you're going to jeopardize your plan and come up with a way to fight back. And you say, and of course, I'm just making this up. Um, as soon as I come in tomorrow, I'm going to put my phone on mute. I'm going to shut off my mobile phone even uh, for two hours. I'm going to tell my admin to screen all my calls and I don't care who it is. Unless someone's in the hospital or the building's on fire, just tell the person I will call them back at 5 p.m. and take a message. And that open door policy, I'm going to send out an email and say that in an effort to be more productive and to advance on key initiatives, I no longer have an open door policy. I have an open office hours policy. And every day from 4 to 5 p.m., or three to five or every Friday or whatever it is, my door will be open. But otherwise, it's call ahead for an appointment. And what about that lunch, that rapport building, that team building? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight back against that future, Kevin, by making sure I pack a brown bag lunch and let's see, I could still maybe forget about it or uh, not eat it or something. I know. I'm going to hand a $100 bill to my admin when I get in, show her my brown bag lunch, and I'll say, hey, if I don't eat this brown bag lunch for lunch, you can go out and spend that $100. That's going to give me an incentive to remember to eat that brown bag lunch and not go out to eat. So now these are just silly examples, but the point is procrastinators have a future self that jeopardizes their best intentions. You just need to think that through. If you're going to procrastinate, Going for that jog as soon as you wake up? Well, you know, put your workout clothes and your sneakers right next to the bed so you're standing on them, you know? <laughs> Think through how you will jeopardize your best self and begin to fight back. So let me recap. Um, remember, procrastination, we all do it, so don't be too hard on yourself. But when you procrastinate so much that it's getting in the way of achieving your big, most important goals, this is what you do. Think about it. Make sure you understand the reasons why or what's going on. Be really clear on your most important daily task. 
schedule it earlier in the morning, the better. So the inevitable fires and stuff like that don't happen. Schedule uninterrupted time, work on it first thing in the morning, before you get on email, before you check voicemail, before you get on social media, you know, before you walk around and, and check in on the team, schedule your daily time to work on your rocks early in the morning. Perfectionism, get over it. Think about everything on your calendar. Can you delete it? Can you delegate it? Can you redesign it and do it so that it's just good enough? This day and age, speed kills. Find an accountability partner who's gonna check in. How did you do today? Did you procrastinate or did you get done what you wanted to get done? Last but not least, time travel. Know the way, know what your patterns are, know what your triggers are, know all the things that you will do telling yourself tomorrow that you have a legitimate reason to do. Fight back now. Hey, thanks for these two emails. I could tell they were heartfelt, uh, two great individuals who care about their organizations and their careers. And I hope that this has given you some ideas, some motivation to actually make a breakthrough in this area of procrastination. Until next week, everybody, remember, master your minutes to master your life. Hey, if you like this podcast, you're going to love the LeadX Academy at leadx.org. If you didn't know, LeadX is actually my company, and we have dozens of video-based courses that are designed to help you to achieve your full potential. And I personally teach you courses via video like how to cure procrastination, how to stop time thieves, how to cut your email inbox traffic in half, how to get to inbox zero with the 4D habit, how to minimize your meeting time, and how to maximize your focus and energy and so much more. And every month we're adding new courses, new webinars, and new resources. You could check it all out, no cost. There's a free trial at leadx.org. Until next week, remember, we all have the same 1,440 minutes a day. Master your minutes to master your life.